Hi, this is Taxi's Chronicles and I'm your host, Simon Rushton. Today we have a lovely lady, she's just had her hair done and she's in the media business. So over to you. So, you're happy you got your hair done? Oh my God. <laughs> Are you happy? Was it the experience that you were longing for? No. Well, Basically, my hairdresser is my friend, or rather, she's my boyfriend's friend. Okay. And she's been colouring my hair for ages, and I really like her, so we always have a giggle. So it's really nice to see her, oh. but I didn't see very much of her because literally she was covered head to toe in PPE. Really? And she's totally paranoid. She's wearing a mask oh, and a shield, and I had to wear a mask and gloves. And not only like the cape that you wear when you get your hair cut, but then another plastic one on top of that as well. So, I, I mean, and it's ironic because I think she's given me my hottest hair ever, <laughs> which is why I'm being so joyful. Okay, Because she's given me seriously hot hair, but it was a seriously unsexy experience. Okay, well, when they say pain is um, beauty or... No pain, pain, no gain. Yeah. No, but usually it's really fun. We have a coffee. Her husband makes, like, scrambled eggs on toast. <laughs> Okay. But there was none of that this time. Yeah, none of this. None strict, of that. Strictly business. Strictly business. But we did have a nice time, but yeah, strictly business. Okay. That's, yeah. That's three cool. months of lockdown, three inches of grey. So, <laughs> <laughs> so have you been on uh, lockdown by yourself? Or no. Your partner? My partner and my three-year-old. Uh, you, you didn't want to kill your partner any time at all. You didn't look at him and think, I could get away with it. No, do you know what? I don't mean to sound smug, honestly I don't, but it's been a very loving, very loving, very calm lockdown for us. It's been a very positive experience. Okay. I know, and it, one can't always say that. Don't get me wrong, we've had a couple of humdingers, yeah. and once I've looked at him and gone, gone, this is boring, <laughs> but only once. Other than that, it's been super good. It's been really nice. No, we haven't argued. Also, we're very lucky. We have a shed like, where we can work. Oh, so you put him in the shed and so, you get annoyed? Well, we know he's... No, 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 as in we're both working full-time still. Okay. And he... One of us works in the shed and one of us works in the house. Okay. So we're not on top of each other at all. Yeah. Yeah, which is really good. So if you have a shed, you have a garden? It's a garden, but it's not got grass in it. It's un, It's unpaved. So when we had when we were at home with the kids, with the three-year-olds, it was not like we could go and hang out in the garden because okay. there was nowhere to massively sit comfortably. But yeah, we've got outside space and we can sit and have lunch outside, which is nice. Did you do the whole lockdown or did you sneak out at times? No, we were really good about it. We were quite no, we were good. That's good. He he did all the shopping. Okay. Once a week he'd go and do a great big shop somewhere and then and I went out like once a day to exercise. But no, we were really good, Pardon? Are you a jogger? Well, I've got bad knees. So not a massive jogger, no. Little bit of a jogging. Should we try not to die? <laughs> um No, we'd have to do a little bit of jogging, but not in a very um, I wouldn't look impressive if you saw me walking, like running down the road. Okay. I'd look like an out of breath person who's sort of halfway between walking and jogging. Oh, right. 
but um, I do do that because it's good for me and I cycle cycle once a week I'm a Regent's Park rider okay. proud to be <laughs> Um, I don't even know there's such a thing. Nor do I, I've just made it up. <laughs> I cycle around Regent's Park going, oh, I'm a Regent's Park rider, but also I have quite a rubbish bike. Or rather, it's a very pretty. No, it's not a Boris bike. I've got a very pretty bike that I cycle to work. But it's not. It's got a basket, yeah, it's yellow and it's got a basket. And it's definitely not designed to, um, to go fast. So all the other Regent's Park riders kind of literally like, whiz past me. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of. <laughs> Poodling along um, in my pretty yellow bike with my basket. I'm happy. That's my exercise and it's all good. That's a, that's a feel good exercise. Feel good exercise. Get a bit dressed up, you know, okay. <laughs> to get on the bike. And um, off we go. So, yeah, so no, I was, we've been quite, quite good during the lockdown actually. Now, you say you've been working through the lockdown. Yeah. What is it that you do? So, I am an executive producer. For drama so I have been developing new ideas and scripts with writers okay yeah you done anything that we all know about um yep I had a show on the BBC in late January this year a film called the Windermere children, Windermere children. yeah about Holocaust survivors oh, a Holocaust okay. film, British Holocaust film oh, okay. Um, so that was that was, that was making that all of last year, and then it was on at the end of January this year. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, yesterday I had to give a talk about it to a group of people, which normally is like a, a luncheon, annual luncheon. I was invited to speak, but I had to do the luncheon down Zoom, mm-hmm. which was just really weird. <laughs> Talking, giving a talk to a hundred people into the void, was quite bizarre, okay. but it went all right, I think. Yeah, well, it saves you some journey. It saves me a journey. Saves me some journey. What about you? Have you been Ubering during lockdown? Yes, I have. I have. Have yes. you all the way through? Yep. I only had two days off, and those wow. were different times, and so I was, I was just actually physically exhausted. Right. So if you think of it, it's like working, well, three months. Yeah. Two days off. So yeah. why did you why did you do that? money i know but why why didn't you have any days off because you work less you're earning less money right so you've got to be out there more and then also the nurses the doctors all these people needed to get around yeah shut down so it's like a you can say uh, a civil service duty yeah try and get them from a to b yeah and then there's and then people seem to forget there's people at home who need to get rushed to the hospital as well so you're doing all of those journeys yeah, as well. So I was doing all Gosh. the academic journeys. Have you had any sort of? Did you have any bad experiences? Any nerve-wracking experiences? No, no. I'm ex-military, so. How are you? It what did you do? Really, really bother me. Right. In those respects. What? When you say ex-military? I was I was in the Marines. Were you? Yeah. So. Doing yeah. what? Fighting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what did you know? Right, we did Af- tour-wise, we was in Afghanistan. Right. So we did two tours of Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, done various different jobs and stuff like that. You know. Mm. What job did you do in the Marines? Um, well, I've done just a normal like infantry. Yeah. And I've done the landing crafts, so coxswain. Right. Yeah, and I've been a driver before as well. Yeah. Which is where I got all my licenses from. Right. Yeah. And when did you get back? Um, 
But I left after my last tour, and that's about 2011 and stuff. And why did you decide to leave? It's a young boy's game. Right, okay. Yeah. So do they sort of politely say, no, you're getting a bit old, no, or do you, you just know, decide? When, you, when you're giving it your best, and there's some 18-year-old who smokes and drink, and you don't, and they're beating you in a race, and yeah. you're struggling to keep up, yeah. you know it's the time for... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> your ticket's up. Yeah. Your ticket's up. You know, you can always work. That doesn't mean you can't get your fitness back and stuff, but... <laughs> you're in, when you get injured, you... Takes longer to recover. Yeah. Impact things have more damage. Um, when other people of a younger age, there's a reason that they put um, the average military personnel is like 15 and three quarters to 25. Right. If you see what I mean. Yeah. So. They take people in at 15 three quarters. Yeah, you when you get your national shirt number. Wow. Yeah. And stuff. So do you still are you still in touch with the people that you were fighting with? Oh, I think we're fighting against. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, really... before I kill you, can I just say your number, just in case, just in case you survive? Uh, um, yeah, some of them, but you know, everybody's on Facebook nowadays. So right. if you want to talk to someone, you talk to them on Facebook and things like that. Mm. But um, so, how long have you been in your industry? A long time, twenty years. Really? Yeah, yeah, more than 20 years. Oh, you've been yeah. on your side. Uh-huh. This is what people tell me. I'm very lucky. Really? No, I'm in my mid-40s. Oh, so you're about the same age as me then? Oh, yeah, for a while, yeah. Well, how old are you? I'm 44. 44. I'm a, I've got a year on you. Okay. And you've only just, you just had a three-year-old now? Yeah. You, yeah. You are really on the boundaries, aren't you? <laughs> we literally, it's like... It was like that scene in Indiana Jones when the door's coming down and he has to get his... <laughs> <laughs> he scrabbles his hat from underneath. Yeah. That's what it was for me. So I was like, does... met my boyfriend, I was like, right! <laughs> last last minute. Yeah. So, so do, you, do you regret leaving it to the last minute? Would you or do you... Um, you like, did you want more than one child? Oh, that's a very personal question. Um... Well, it's a common mixture of lots of lots of. It's not not a, it's not a straightforward answer. I don't think. Okay. Um, I met my boyfriend when I was thirty nine. Um, thirty nine and a half, and uh, <laughs> thirty nine and a half and four days and seven hours and counting. <laughs> and like, I was at the time thinking maybe I should try and have a child on my own. Not necessarily because I was like desperate for a child, but I kind of knew I did want a child at some point, and I just had to face the fact that I was approaching 40, and if I didn't do it on my own, it might not happen. So I was kind of investigating that quite seriously. In fact, to the point where I I went to a party with a friend, and... We were sort of sitting on the sofa drinking mulled wine, getting quite drunk, talking about the merits or otherwise of having a baby on your own. And this guy walked past and my friend went, oh, you, I think I recognise you. And she sort of dragged him over. And I, by that point, I was also like, oh, I'm not interested in having boyfriends anymore anyway. They're a waste of time. They never go anywhere. I might as well have a child on my own. That was my thinking. And um, she brought this boy over and they got chatting and I was like literally not looking at him. 
at all. I was like, I'm not interested, even if he's attractive, I'm not interested because I'm going to have a child on my own. Okay. So she was talking to him on your behalf? I don't think she even was talking to my mum. She genuinely thought she recognised him. It turned out that she did recognise him. Mm-hmm. It turned out that her mum used to shop in his mum's shop. Right, but we didn't find that out for a long time afterwards. Okay. So basically, she's like chat, chat, chatting. And every time I looked over, I was thinking, he does have quite a nice smile. <laughs> and he has got <laughs> twinkly eyes. Barriers are just crumbling. And it just started to crumble, but I was still thinking, there's no point, there's no point. It never works out anyway. Even if I like him, he won't like me, or it won't work out, or there'll be something. It'll be a nutcase. So my friend went to the loo, and he... As soon as she went to the loo, we started flirting. Okay. <laughs> and when we said goodbye, and meanwhile, it turned out that we had a sort of professional connection. Uh, he, it turned out that he might have the right skill set to work on the job that I was working on at the time. Okay. So, at the end of the evening, he gave me his business card, and he said, "You've got my number now. I expect you to use it." Which was like the classiest chat of line and also the cheesiest that I'd ever heard. Anyway, me and my friend Katie walked home and she said, I really like him, I think we should make him our friend. And I said, I think I quite fancy him, I'm going to try and make him my boyfriend. She was like, cool. So we constructed the so text. Stamps, stamps, stamps. Stamps, stamps, stamps exactly, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> exactly. Boyfriend, friend, easy, easy. Yeah. And literally, that was it. So meanwhile, I didn't still try to think nothing of it. Still was investigating have ch- options about having a child on my own. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we went on a few dates. And literally by date four, that was it. Done. Sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I don't. If I don't have a baby, it's fine because I've fallen in love. And that's literally what I was thinking. And then nine months later, we moved in together. Okay. And on the day we moved in, I discovered I was eight weeks pregnant. So it was to be. It was to be. And you're a happy it lady was to now. Be. I'm a happy lady now. That's great. In fact, we got engaged during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's really brave, man. <laughs> the rest of the issues going up for you two getting married, man. <laughs> you two getting late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's um, it was late. It was definitely late in the day. I was forty. I was 41 by the time I had my son, so it was quite late in the day. So definitely the, feel it physically. So the message to that is that it doesn't matter about how long you wait, just have patience and it will all come together. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's nice. That is what I think. I think a lot of the people out there, there's a lot of people out there who will appreciate your experience. Oh, that. maybe. Yeah, they will do. I meet a lot of people who are in that same predicament yeah now, and um, it's just patience well you know it's a bit disingenuous to just let let you say that about me because before i met him i was not <laughs> i was very impatient <laughs> and i was like we all go through phases so. um it's a very long single phase of like literally meeting everybody and wondering when it was going to happen for me and there were a lot of wrong uns, and there were a lot of lovely, lovely, hilarious, wonderful experiences along the way. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel very. By the time I met him, I'd sort of, I was so, I guess, jaded that I was like, actually, I am better on my own. I am definitely better on my own. Like, that's where I was mentally. 
and I and I did believe it at the time as well. I was like, even if it doesn't work out with him, it doesn't matter because I'm happy on my own. I I. What about you? Are you is no, you I look someone? at it. I look at it like this. For me, I've got kids already. Yeah. I've got four kids. Four. Yeah. Blimey, how old are they? Um. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five. Well, my daughter will swear she's sixteen, even though she is not the twenty-fourth yet. Right. So she she officially she's fifteen, four-year-old and one-year-old. Twenty-five, fifteen, yeah. four and one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been working around. I've been working on the ships. I've been doing lots of different things. And yeah. Like, and stuff like that. So. And do you mind me asking, are they are they all with the same partner? No, there's different. I start. I decide to settle down and I realise it's not, so I go off. Yeah. Off, go off, start living life and doing whatever. But I'm, I'm in contact with them all and I pay. And yeah. Right now I live not far from about 300 metres around a corner from my daughter. Yeah. She's great. We're meant to be going jogging together tomorrow. Okay. Which is going to be interesting because I, I don't see her waking up on time. All right. God, it's what? It's half twelve already. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see her waking up in time. Yeah. Uh, no, good for her. No, it's not good. It's terrible. It's uh. terrible. She doesn't see anything wrong. Sometimes I phoned her through this lockdown. I said, Akina, you didn't answer the phone. I've only just woken up. It's three o'clock. No. Yeah. But I did read somewhere that teenagers, like hormonally, yeah. have something in their brain that makes them want to sleep. Well, like that's the hormones. Is that she? They're just staying up. They're texting each other until four or five in the morning. Yeah. So of course. Which isn't good either. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. I was watching. Uh, what is it? I think it is on. It's on one podcast or YouTube channel. Yeah. Where they scientists and people come on, and they're explaining that human beings have been on the planet about seventy-eight thousand years. Yeah. And we've lived by day, not by night. So obviously at night there's danger. Yeah. So sure. you go to sleep an hour before. Yeah. Um, have you? So your body repairs itself at night. So staying awake at night through these artificial lights is not good for your body. Sure. And stuff. Yeah. So we should learn to sleep sleep when we're when it night time comes. If you wake up early, that's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, but generally that's what we should learn to do. Sure. And then you've got ambient lights. Yeah, I get that. Night. Yeah. The guy was talking about when you have ambient lights. What's that? Um, so, as the sun goes down, the lights in your house are all that bright white light. Yeah. So you allow the light bulbs to become the tone of what the, as, as the sun's going down. Yeah. Do you understand? And then yeah, yeah. At night time, you have like a blue light, which doesn't strain your eyes. Yeah. And it's, it's actually preparing your body for crashing out. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. In that respect of things. Stuff. But I'm happy that you're happy. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Even I've just met you. No, no, it took a long time. It took a while. Okay. And you know, the the path of love has not always been smooth. You know, mm. it's not always easy. Yeah. But we are definitely, definitely, we found a really good rhythm. And your soulmate. He's like, um, yeah. We're just really right together. You know, when my mum met him for the first time, I mean, I'm saying, you know, as if you know, and you don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you. So I've got three brothers. Okay. And, um, 
No, I'm number two. So I've got um, my oldest brother is 47, yeah. and there's me 45, mm -hmm. and the next one down is 41, and the next one down is 33. Mm -hmm. There's quite a big age gap between a few of us. So when, so the first time my boyfriend met my family, we went for a pizza in Notting Hill. And um, it was me and my brothers, and my boyfriend and my parents. And um, and I looked at mum afterwards, I said, what did you think, what did you think? And she said, she said, well, she said he could have been one of my own. <laughs> like he sort of looks a bit like my brothers. And my older brother's wife, once or twice has mistaken him for my brother. And once I mistook him for my brother as well. Okay. They've got a really similar colouring and a physical stature and physicality. Okay. There's just a total ease with him. It's just totally it's natural. So, so mummy approved. It wasn't. They're not like that. My parents are actually not. It's down to earth. They're a bit more down to earth than okay. that. There was no. There was no sense of approval. Just meeting them. Just meet meeting them. Yeah. Meet and greet and like. I would say it's not not so much approval as like he fits, you know, he fits in yeah, in a in a really lovely yeah, way, not passively, just he fits the flow of our family. He fits the flow of our family, yeah. and everyone just gets on with it, you know. And he's yeah, so it's good. It's all yeah. it's lovely, actually, mostly. You know, I'm not <laughs> it's not perfect. <laughs> we have had a couple of humdingers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. Where, it's I'm good. trying to place your accent. Manchester. Manchester. Manchester, and I've been in London for about 15 years now. Really? Yeah. Well, it's very different. There's many people with many accents in London. There are. 20, 30 years. There it? are. So, Do you know a, a lot of my friends from Manchester moved to London, and they've all now got quite London, like quite accents where you. You can't really tell they're from Manchester. Mm. They don't sound full on London, but they definitely mm. they've blunt they've made their elongated their vowels and whatever <laughs> yeah. made themselves sound less northern. But I never you think they've done I that never purposely? did. I don't know they have. I've spoken to them about it. Really? Yeah, they've deliberately they, done it. Yeah. They don't want to be seen as a northerner. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's about a rejection of being a northerner, so much as. Consciously wanting to sound like everybody else. So it's not a rejection. It's more not identity, um, but being a part of the pack. Yeah, and there's massive comfort in that. It's nice to be part of the pack. Mm -hmm. I've never been like that, you know. Mm. And sometimes I wish I had. I don't think it's necessarily in my industry. A lot of the people that I work with are, you know, not southern, but definitely kind of present as being quite bosh you know they're quite they speak nicely mm -hmm. and actually a lot of them are southern or seem southern mm -hmm. so sometimes i wish and sometimes i wish i could i would be blending a bit more easily so that they when they're talking to me they think they're talking to someone who's like them whereas mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like i'm talking to people and I'm not one of them, so I have to fight that a little bit harder to be understood and recognised and well, show, respected. Show your value. Yeah. yeah. 
stigma, would you say? Um, a tiny bit, but not consciously. You know, and I have a, I think I have a good, <laughs> I don't know, I well, think I have a, a good reputation. personality, though. Uh, but yeah, but so when you jumped into the car, you were yeah. happy. <laughs> That's because I've just had my hair done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always like this. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, of course. You no, know, my my best self is like a bubbly, mm-hmm. chatty, funny self. But that that personality isn't always useful in a professional setting. When you're trying to sell an idea or convince someone to give you millions of pounds to make a TV show, mm-hmm. what you need is a more formal. Um, approach and you need to be able to to convince somebody that you're responsible enough okay. with all that money to do the job that you need to do. Surely your history of what you've done already well, yeah. will, will speak for itself and your I'm looking at your personality as I've seen you, okay it's all in five minutes, yeah. but those are attributes that can will contribute to making the person feel comfortable. They do totally, but yeah. Yeah, but I don't always feel that it works that way. Okay. And that might be my my own insecurity. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It probably is. Week. Because if me as a Londoner, born and bred, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm born in Brixton, up in Putney, Battersea, and um, if I can feel a certain way, yeah. you know, I've seen the ugly of life, I've seen the good of life. Yeah, I bet you have. So, you know, I, I see, we, you're survived by your... Your instinct to understand people, yeah, or to be able to make sure. an instant judgment uh, in that kind of sense. But yeah, okay. Well, that was a great conversation. Are we done? Yes, <laughs> we're, <laughs> done. <laughs> we're done, guys. I hope you like that uh, interview. I know it's much longer than five to ten minutes. I apologise, but you're going to edit it down. Aren't yeah, you? but. <laughs> But I hope you like it. It's a good heart to heart. There's a lot more. I got a lot more out of that. I don't actually argue that it's probably one of the best interviews, um, heart to heart, so I've had so far in this journey that I've actually managed to get on tape um, and stuff. But anyway, like and subscribe and share, and feel free to leave a, a voice message with with how you felt about this podcast, this episode. Sorry. Don't forget to listen to our other. Podcast. It's called Africa Investing Stories. It's all about people from around the world who have invested in Africa, whether they're there right now or it's a past investment. They share their experiences from the good, the bad and the ugly. Anyway, have a nice day and stay safe.